This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Go ahead, Eva. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. God's got our back all the time. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. This is Rita. Good morning, Rita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you too, baby. Thank you. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Same to you. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Swanita. Good morning, Swanita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable Morning family. Welcome back, sis. Hello. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Good morning and happy Wednesday. Good to be back. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Valacita. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> and you? Good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Going on mute. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line?
Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Alfreda. Good morning, Alfreda. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good to hear your sound. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone this morning. Good morning, beloved Barb. Happy Wednesday. God bless you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute. And we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of March where our monthly theme is entitled Radical Relationships. All the declarations will focus on the importance of having radical relationships considering the will and plan of God which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are three announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, Push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, please join us this evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, by calling the same number to participate in a short prayer call entitled Prayer for the Children. This is a call for those interested in praying for the children and young adults they love. Please bring your child's name and be prepared to participate in collective prayer to change their lives. Third, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. 
The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Proverbs 18, verse 19. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, just a reminder, if you could go ahead and make sure that your phones are on mute until um, we call for, until I ask you to take your phone off of mute so that we can protect the continuity of the call. I, I didn't hear any prayer requests. I just wanted to make sure, Valacita, that there there were none. No spoken prayer requests and none. Okay, in the no hour. problem. All right. Thank you so much. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give your name glory and honor today. We magnify you and we praise you because you are great, because you are our God. You invited us to come humbly but boldly before your throne of grace, seeking to obtain mercy, mercy that's brand new every single morning. You have so much mercy that you don't have to recycle it. Hallelujah, you have so much mercy that you do not have to go and use something that was a day old or a month old. Ah, God, we glorify your name. Father, we lift up um, our children to you this morning, those that are um, preparing to go to school, those that are already at school because of the different time zones. Um, and those that uh, are preparing, their parents are preparing them for daycare or um, whatever the case may be. I, I lift up those that are in charge of them, um, the, their school teachers and paraprofessionals and school administrators. Father, I pray that you would bless these adults that are in these children's lives and understand today, today, they can make a difference. Thank you for the grace that is necessary to work with our children and all of the different things that they face. Um, a, a completely different society now being forced to socially distance and um, wear a mask that they can't even um, see one another and, and, and interact the way that we did just a couple of years ago. Um, Lord Jesus, I, I also pray for those young people that are in juvenile institutions or those individuals, those children that are in hospitals because of different conditions in their bodies. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage the parents of those children that um, are sick or that are facing life-threatening um, illnesses and diagnoses. I also pray for the parents of the children that are in juvenile institutions. I pray, Lord Jesus, that today, today, someone, some adult makes a positive difference in their life and they uh, begin to redirect their thinking. Your word says to train up a child in the way that he should go and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So Father, I thank you that we take responsibility for teaching our children, not allowing 
um, mobile devices to do all of the work and gaming devices to take up all of their time. But we, as parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts, um, godparents, just neighbors uh, who have relationships with children, that we take the time to do some positive things with them and get them from away from the electronic devices. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your word says, in all thy getting, get an understanding. So I pray for the adults um, that are returning to school to get their degrees and to cultivate the gifts that you've already that you've already given in them, and that um, they they have a desire to to broaden their um, knowledge. I, I pray for them, God, as they are in school, they're preparing for school, preparing for finals and final projects. I pray for our workforce, Lord Jesus, for your word says, if a man provide not for his household, he is worse than an infidel. In other words, he's worse than a fool. I, I pray for those that desire to work, but they've not been able to find work. They are seeking jobs actively. I pray that today, Father, you make a difference. Today, um, they are connected with uh, the, the individuals or individual that can make the difference in their life and offer them the job that is so desperately needed. But in the meantime, your children can depend on you because you promise to supply every single one of our needs. And so, Lord Jesus, I also pray for those that are transitioning from uh, from one job to the next or one career to the next. I pray, God, that you would help them to understand they can do all things through you because you give them the strength. I, I pray for those that find themselves being ungrateful and find themselves being, find themselves in a position where they are uh, being lax and they're, hallelujah, being lax in their responsibility, that they began to complain about uh, one manager over the next, or they begin to take on the, the characteristics of those individuals that, um, that are the, of the secular world. Please put your phone on mute until we ask you to uh, take your phone off. Please put your phone on mute. Lord Jesus, I pray for those that are just ungrateful, that are not satisfied. I thank you that they begin to seek your face and ask you what they need to do and ask you for a plan and a strategy so that they can be the representatives, your ambassadors there in the marketplace, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So those that are in the marketplace on a consistent basis, I thank you that they are like the light that sits on a hill, that people begin, uh, people who are watching their lives see the difference. They may never know it, but those people that are watching their lives, they see a difference and they begin to ask themselves questions. And maybe they'll even come up to that brother or that sister that's in the marketplace that's representing you. I thank you that, that we don't make a decision to, um, to participate in road rage and we don't make a decision to participate in uh, ungodly conversations that we make a decision to put on the whole armor uh, from the head to the toe, that we make a decision, Lord God, to be your representatives, to be your, uh, the priests, hallelujah, that you called us to be, God, and that that men and women are drawn to you based upon our lives, even though may, they may never say anything. I thank you that we look for opportunities to be your eyes and your ears, your hands and your legs, even your mouth by what we say or by just 
simply smiling at our, at well, they can't see us through the mask, but they can see us through the eyes, how our eyes change when we, when we smile. So, Father, I thank you that you allow, again, us to be that light, that we turn it on high today. We turn it on high. We turn the, the volume up. We turn the um, we turn up the wattage today, God, so that people can see that there is hope. We live in a day and in an age where people are beginning to feel hopeless because they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're tired of life not being the way that it was, but it, it is what it is, God. And I thank you that as your chosen people, as a, as a royal priesthood, that we make the difference no matter where we are. I thank you, God, that as we fast today, that we don't take the the um, that we don't take the easy way out and fast from things. That's cute, but we take the warrior's way out and we fast sacrificially from food and things for those of us that are healthy enough to do so. I thank you, God, that we're not fasting. We're not just skipping meals. But hallelujah, we are taking the time to meditate on your word like uh, Elder Jonathan gave us an assignment this Monday where he told us that we should look for 10 promises in the word of God, write them down, and begin to prophesy those promises over ourselves. So I thank you for those that have done that, that we take out that list, whether it's mental or whether we wrote it down, and we begin to look for those scriptures that um, um, contain those promises, and we begin to prophesy over ourselves. For example, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, which means that I can fast today until the appointed time, God, because you give me the strength. So I declare in the name of Jesus, not, not just I, but those of us that are on the call, you've given us the strength that is necessary in order for us to fast. I declare in the name of Jesus that your word says that uh, uh, a good woman, hallelujah, a virtuous woman, her children rise up and call her blessed because she's being an example to them. So I declare in the name of Jesus that women, that mothers on this call and those that want to be mothers, hallelujah, they may not be um, natural mothers, but they might be spiritual mothers and examples. I thank you, God, that our children rise up and call us blessed based upon the example that we are before them. Father, I thank you for your word that says that there will be wars and rumors of wars. If ever there was a time, God, we recognize, hallelujah, those of us that are following the word of God and paying attention, that we are living in the last days. There is no question about it. That's no reason for us to panic. That's no reason for us to be afraid. That's a reason for us to be prepared to prepare ourselves. So I thank you that we're not panicking like the like, like the secular world, but that we are doing things that are necessary to prepare ourselves. That we are taking responsibility. Hallelujah. Jesus, just like the foolish but we will not be like the foolish virgins who were waiting on you and they were unprepared. They didn't have the resources that that was necessary because they didn't take responsibility. We will not follow that example. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for all that you're going to do. And as we prepare this morning to take our phones off of mute, I thank you that we do so. Hallelujah. Giving you praise this morning because you and you alone are worthy, God. I thank you that as we take our phones off of mute, that we begin to celebrate you because, hallelujah, God, you 
are worth it. Oh, God, I thank you. As we begin to offer you a portion of I'm 
Hallelujah. God be praised this morning. Him be lifted. Him be majesty. Above all the earth, he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Happy Wednesday to each of you. Uh, excited because today is wait. Wow, yeah, wait. I'm so sorry. Oh. I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just hear the Lord saying, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So my sister and my brother, regardless of what you're facing, I know it maybe today is especially hard for you today for some reason, or maybe this week has been hard. I want to challenge you to lift up the name of Jesus throughout the day. Just throughout the day, lift him up. What do I mean by that? Offer him a praise. Just tell him how great he is. Lift him up. When somebody comes to you today complaining, um, just let them know, but God is greater than that. Without being harsh, lift, if I be lifted up among men, I will draw on all men unto me. Thank you, Dion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, very indicative of, I'm not sure if anybody else can feel it, but I feel the weight of the glory of God this morning. And it's in uh, his presence where there is fullness of joy. That's even for you that called this morning with a heavy heart and um, a disrupted uh, interaction with the power of God, really, that lives down on the inside of you. And so I'm I'm excited. I am expectant this morning. Um, you guys know when it's time for me to teach sleep evades me and I don't I don't mind it. Um it gives me an opportunity to meditate on the truth of God's word for my life. Uh and this morning it's gonna be a little bit different. Normally I have a uh a focal scripture or a group of scriptures, but uh the Lord this morning gave me uh just to share as he gives it uh from the book of Proverbs. We've been talking about relationships now for uh, 23 days, and um, again, it, it being Wednesday, our set day to fast, and, and I know some of you guys uh, may believe it's just a routine, but the truth is that fasting uh, is, is, it works in conjunction with prayer, and right before I go into the declaration, I just want to say this to us as um, a, a collective group of believers. You guys made it possible to have a thousand dollars, a little bit over a thousand dollars. And while a couple of other people did um, so into it, I just want to tell you all thank you. Um, I believe, uh, and I've said this prophetically, that this will be the highest giving year that we have, and not uh, to to have a collection plate, but literally. Uh, to be the hands and the feet and the arms of Jesus, to be an extension of God's grace and his love and his mercy uh, through giving. And I, I'm appreciative. You guys absolutely showed out. Uh, and yesterday, honey, I like to pass out, going to go give that money away. I was able to bless some people in the stores. 
um, and and literally be a demonstration because you uh, were liberal with your giving according to Malachi 3. And so I, I thank you from the depths of my soul that we understand as a body of believers that we have the power. You may not uh, be, want to be bothered with being under the train tracks like me because I'm a little special. Uh, you may not want to go out to uh, the homeless camps and actually talk to Miss Portia's and uh, and little dogs named Charlie. <laughs> but I thank you for um, trusting me to steward what's given here at Declare Victory uh, in an effort for real for somebody to know that he has not forgotten them. And and the reality is even when fasting, which is why we named, I didn't even really realize this, I think when we named this eight years ago, uh, that when you fast, you are supposed to be in a state of giving. And so I want to encourage each of you today that are participating in the fast, uh, pay for somebody's little trinkets ahead of you or um, buy some flowers and give them to somebody that's mean to you at work, honey child. Uh, do something that will demonstrate that there's something set apart, there's something different, uh, there's something extra about who you are, because the truth is you are extraordinary, you are uh, capable, you are qualified, you are uh, literally joint heirs with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are necessary. If you're still here, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, it means you've got action. And so as we've been talking about relationships, uh, we've had so many dynamic shares throughout the month. Um, and last week I talked about the relationship with Holy Spirit. Today, uh, I want to talk about uh, me versus me. Uh, this is, this is, inspired by a teaching from uh, Pastor Bo Jackson. Uh, and and really the reality is one of the, the greatest relationships we will ever have is the one we have with ourselves. And I want to empower you this morning uh, with the, the, the equipping of a tool of the Word of God, considering the Word is alive and it's sharp and it's quick and it cuts. Uh, the book of Proverbs, I want to give you an additional assignment. Jonathan uh, encouraged us to prophesy over ourselves. And on yesterday, and, and I'm going to give you this, and then we'll go right into teaching. I was walking in um, in DDs, and there was a lady that I began to approach. And as I approached the lady, um, I looked at her and I knew that she had love and light in her. I looked at her and I could tell uh, that chances were she was a believer. If you pay attention, as you start to identify who you are as it relates to identity, uh, it, it's kind of like that kindredness that we encounter um, and, you know, some may call it familiar spirit. Uh, but I knew that this lady was love and light. And so as I looked at her, I have a tendency to speak to people uh, when outside because I realized I'm not outside just to be outside. You spend as much time as I have in, in what we call my cave. 
um, you recognize that he doesn't release you into the earth unless you are being sent into it to impart something to whatever atmosphere we enter. And as I smiled at the lady, she began to say, wow, how beautiful. Um, we we had a conversation, we exchanged words, and, you know, I know COVID is what it is, but I also know Holy Spirit has an obligation, God has an obligation, a responsibility to protect me, especially when engaged in doing kingdomdom, uh, to protect me. It's his job. It's not my job. My life is not my own, and where I'm at at this stage in my life is for him I live and for him I die. So whatever happens, happens. That's just my, um, that's my posture. That's my position. So long story short, we hugged in the store. One of the things I appreciate about the process of going out for days of giving um, is people are usually kind of confused because my basket is, like yesterday I think I bought like 30 blankets uh a hundred boxes of toothpaste, a hundred toothbrushes and so the goal this feeding time is to serve at least a hundred people. Um and the reality is there in just the city of Vallejo are almost seven hundred uh people that are homeless and so it's really just a drop in the bucket. But what it does is it sparks conversation and it's opportunity for me to give God glory. It's opportunity for me to share um, with people and not, I don't say a whole bunch, but they know that I couldn't possibly just be that kind of quarter. Now, there may be some, I'm not one of them, um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity when people ask me what we're doing. I get to brag about you guys and people give so that we can do this, really, uh-huh, uh, people sow so that we can sow, right, the Bible says give, and it shall be given unto you good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto your bosom, we don't give to keep, we give to give, and so um, that that's my long spiel about these days, this coming Sunday is because we literally get to spark something in others so that they will be encouraged uh, to, to know that there is hope and there are people that actually do care about outcomes and kingdom and um, empowering others to um, experience who and what God is through other people. So I want to remind you, just be kind when you go outside. With your mask on, I'm telling you, your eyes do smile, I'm telling you that there's something inside of you uh, that has the power to provoke someone. Um, just to say hello, you never know uh, what it might do for someone else's life. So this morning, we're going to talk about me versus me. Um, and, and again, the assignment is my encouragement to you is when you want to refine you. The book of Proverbs has 31 days in it. It has a proverb for each day. Start at number one. 
and literally began to eat it. It is a um, the the book of wisdom. My grandmother used to call it. Now you want to get wisdom for living? You just read a proverb a day to keep the devil away. Is what she would say to me um, as a girl and as a teenager, and even as uh, a young woman. She would remind me. She said, "I read every single day. I read a proverb and a song." <laughs> that was what she would do as she sat in her chair in her corner. I would look at her face and it would be full of smiles. And Mama, why are you smiling? Oh, this word is good. And so um, in, in Proverbs, uh, we'll just start at the, the first verse. And what you'll notice is it, it's almost like an exchange system. It's almost as if God gives us an opportunity uh, to hear him declare, if you do this, then I'll do that of sorts. It's it's almost as if he suggests, and, and you could start at one, you could start at five, you could go down to 29. It's still going to have the same type of ebb and flow, the same type uh, of, of exchange process wherein you you realize that uh, there are certain things as a believer that we are responsible for. Once you come into the knowledge of Christ and you understand that, number one, that being in relationship is Je- with Jesus is different than going to church, very, very different. If you want to be refined, relationship with Jesus is key and paramount to experiencing true change. Now, what I've experienced, um, just here of late, there's been a supernatural shift, uh, even in who I am. It's kind of like once you learn how to ride a bike, that thing never goes away. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how long uh, the distance of time is between riding a bike and not riding a bike. I haven't ridden a bike. Last time I did, I thought I was going to kill myself because I had the nerve to try to ride a hill. And and that thing like took me, <laughs> thing like took me out. And it was like, I was like, honey, what was you thinking? But this is the thing. I still know how to ride it. It's no different than when an infant is learning how to walk. You know, initially they take those Frankenstein Frankenstein steps, and uh, they stumble, and they fall, and they get back up again. But once you have that thing down to a science, unless something happens to your body physically where you lose strength and momentum, your brain never forgets how to walk unless there's an interruption in brain activity, unless there's an interruption in the connection between your muscle mass uh, and your memory, right? And so what begins to happen, there are certain things that I have gone through uh, in, in these last seven years, and keep this in mind that sometimes there's, uh, you'll you'll hear mentioned during study time of a seven-year famine. Well, mine has ended. My famine has ended. My famine emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, in my will, uh, in my being subject to the Father and instructions. There are some things that have shifted in me that I will never think again because today I know. I know how to walk uh, because I've been doing it for many years. Once I learned how to walk, uh, and and in kingdom living, we learn different phases, different things. And in knowing Jesus 
and really knowing the nature of his character, understanding that if it's not in the word, it does not exist. There is not one place in the word of God that tells you you can't do anything. There is not one word in the word of God that tells you you don't have access to anything. There are certain things I understand about the truth of the kingdom. I don't care what my scenario looks like. My faith is intact. I don't care uh, what I might feel. My faith is intact. I say this quite frequently. If I had known the outcome uh, of what Josiah's experience would be, I would have stopped worrying about the outcomes uh, at every doctor's appointment. I would have stopped worrying about what the diagnosis or the prognosis or the process or the treatment would be like because the reality was God already had a plan. I just didn't know that it didn't need my assistance. It didn't need my worry. It didn't even need my concern as a parent because he already had an objective for his life. So then there's a phase of having assurance of salvation. That's a phase that I'm I'm in right now. It usually happens early on, but what you start to understand is that nothing can pull you out of the truth of who God is. Nothing can pull you out of the truth of what God has already said about you as it relates to sustainability, that because he is omnipresent, because he is omniscient, because he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, the reality is nothing can pluck you out of his hand, not condemnation, not guilt not rejection issues, not the fact that you still slip and fall from time to time. Nothing will change that you are in the hands of the master. Once you learn how to walk, you never forget it. Once you learn that nothing can change who he says you are according to his word, according to those promises that Jonathan mentioned, you start to stand a little bit more firm, right? You become a little bit more unshakable in experience. And so let's go to the word of God. I'm I'm probably going to read the entire proverb because I want you to understand that there's a process that we all go through to get to a place so that when things come for us, because they're going to, that's the job of the enemy, considering we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against darkness and rulers in high places, it is our responsibility to have the word hidden in our heart. That's why on Wednesdays we fast and we meditate. We don't just not eat. We spend time in the word of God so that we know how to apply the word of God to our lives. So Proverbs 12 and 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof, and this is in the ESV version, is stupid. Right? I'm I'm gonna stop right there. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. Now that's harsh. I didn't say it. It's in your Bible and mine. I, I didn't write it. It's not me being Dion, because I can say some stuff sometimes, but this is in your word. Now you can read it in whatever version you want, but in layman's terms, it means that if you don't want to be corrected, you a little slow, right? We're talking about me versus me. 
One of the things um, that that I absolutely appreciate is that I am surrounded with people that will correct me at any given moment. I am surrounded with people who will tell me the truth even if I don't want to hear it. I am surrounded with people that love me enough uh, to check me if I'm out of line. If I'm out of pocket, I don't. I don't really have friends that act like they can't see. It is the gift of relationship with others that refines the relationship you have with yourself. So some of you will say, Dion, I'm, when I'm doing so-and-so and such and such, I hear your voice. Beautiful. Good. I'm glad. It, it is important that you understand that in order for you uh, to be uh, – Mm, to have a malleable mindset. Some of us have fixed mindsets, which means that our thought process has it is this way. It can't be different because this is how I see it. But a growth mindset says that in order for certain things to change, so does your perspective. Perspective is usually changed by correction, right? Perspective is changed um because you understand there are certain things you have to discipline yourself to do. You have to unlearn some things. You have to then implement new structure for certain things in order to get to the next phase. Let's go to two. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of evil devices he condemns. That means that correction that he uh, implemented in verse 1 carries over into verse 2, and now you understand that when when he corrects us, it is to uh, dismantle evil systems. And we can exchange the word evil for systems that don't serve us. So if you are stingy, for one, um, and, and there's a difference between stingy and frugal. If your system mentally tells you uh, don't don't give anything away because then you're not going to have enough, let me explain. You're absolutely right. You're not going to have enough. Here in the late, uh, just the, the immediate past, the Holy Spirit, probably for about two years actually, has been telling me to give my way out. Right, so so I practice um, instead of freaking myself out when it looks like something isn't going to be met. I give in excess because I understand there are kingdom systems that are employed to serve me. Give and it shall be given unto you, good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? Uh, my life is a reflection of that. I have been living in the overflow for the last seven years, not because I panicked because I don't think I'll have enough. Now, was that always how I interpreted it? No, ma'am, and no, sir. I used to freak out, completely uh, spaz out looking at what I was looking at, not really understanding that kingdom principles are a system to institute what the word of God says prophetically, uh, definitively, because it's a principle. Let's go down to three. No one is established by wickedness, but the root of righteousness will never be moved. When you understand that you are the righteousness of God, 
not because of anything that you've done, but because he declared you righteous. It begins to help you to receive verse number one with regard to discipline and correction, right? When you don't want him to correct your thinking, it means that you believe that the old system is serving you. We're talking about you versus you. The reality is all Proverbs is is a reprogramming of your mind. When you start to understand that the principles, the promises, the precepts, of God are for you, you start living in the overflow instead of living in the place of lack, right? So in three, it says no one is established by wickedness. It means that you don't have to plot and scheme. You don't have to try to figure it out by your own devices. The reality is that the root of righteousness will never be moved. That root is available for you to access. When you operate from a place of righteousness, which means right standing with God, you start to understand that the more right standing I agree with, because it's written of me, I didn't work for it, I didn't earn it, you start operating from a place of your righteousness in and through the power of God. Verse number four says, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. So in other words, um, now this is just scripture. I could have skipped this one, but I'm talking to the wives now. Now I happen not to be an employed wife at this moment, but I am a wife, however, in waiting. That it is our responsibility to embody the idea of who God says we are as the bride of Christ outside of um, just being a wife in the natural, right? That we have the ability to be one of two things, me versus me, the crown of her husband. I would prefer to be considered a crown as opposed to the rottenness uh, of his bones. I, I don't want for Abba to be dried out because I'm not in agreement with what the, the truth of what he said and, and the word excellent in and of itself, not perfection, but excellent. Uh, Christina shared a scripture, and you can read this in your own private time, um, after a conversation that we had last Saturday with regard to righteousness and what that actually means. There is a spirit of excellence um, that we can all embody. That spirit uh, in uh, Daniel, the sixth chapter, the third verse, I may have it in reverse. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Six and three, um, where it says, and Daniel had a more excellent spirit. And so as a result of Daniel having a more excellent spirit, of course, the haters start to show up. Honey, I want my spirit to be so excellent. This is me versus me. Uh, and and I'm, I'm, I'm sure in certain cases, in certain instances, that might already be somebody's case, that I annoy the hell out of you, literally. Uh, there, there's an excellence that we all have to uh, ought to chase after in an effort not to uh, be elevated above anyone, however, to execute things in such a way that people ask questions, that it opens doors for us that nothing else could open, that it begins to put us in places where we wouldn't be able to access, our education wouldn't get us there, our uh, our looks, our beauty wouldn't get us there, but there is a spirit of excellence. I believe we are all uh, held accountable for wanting to obtain. Number five, uh, the thoughts of the righteous are just, or in other words, the thoughts of the righteous are fair. 
the counsel of the wicked is deceitful. Uh, I, I would prefer to be considered a, a fountain of his righteousness. I would prefer to be considered somebody who, like, I, I don't, I don't have right is right and wrong is wrong. Up is up and down is down. Good is good and bad is bad. I don't, I don't have a middle rung. You don't usually find me teetering on the fence. It usually it, it's this or it's that. And and when we understand, again, that our righteousness is a gift from God, our righteousness is what he already declared, our righteousness is something that is established to keep us in not only in the face of God, but so that we understand that all we have to do is agree in spite of what your hangups are, in spite of what your habits have been in the past, if you agree with the truth of God that you are his righteousness, after a while something in you starts to know, uh, I just don't do that anymore because I am the righteousness of God. I just don't go there anymore because I am the righteousness of God. I don't compromise right here any longer because I am the righteousness of God. And it, it is one of those things that would agree with let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's one of those things is if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you ought to show some signs. Something ought to transition about your life, right? But one of the things that I think we don't understand is when you still consider yourself wicked, when you still consider yourself awful and horrible and ain't nothing ever going to work for me, I, I'm not never going to make it. I, 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 it might work for them, but it probably ain't going to work for me. Let me explain. You're absolutely right. Yep. And so you still live that deceitful life. You still uh, peeping and hiding and dipping and dodging and uh, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents because it is your responsibility to agree with what the heavens are declaring over you, right? Number six says, the word of the wicked lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright delivers them. That means that for those of you that, that still scheme and plot and ploy on how to make a dollar out of 15 cents, you, you still spend time struggling with the fact that you are the righteousness of God. However, if you understand that according to you being righteous, through him making you righteous, you are now the upright. Now you have the power. You have the authority to be a deliverer. You can tell somebody how once upon a time I felt like I was wicked. Once upon a time I actually was wicked and raggedy blue and nasty, as my baby used to say. There, there are things that if you understand that you exchange this, for that. You change how you think. You change how you speak. You change how you live. It is a natural influx and impact if you understand that if you are the righteousness of God, if you are the called according to his purpose, there are certain things that you give God permission. You give Holy Spirit permission to execute through your life in agreement with what is already written of you. These are promises, right? The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. Hallelujah. It means that no matter what's going on, that if you agree with being the righteousness of God, nothing can overtake you, not excess bills, not a husband that's raggedy, uh, not a, a 
sickness or an illness. There are certain things that as believers we have access to, but until you change your mind about what you understand in the relationship with you, what are you speaking over your life? What are you experiencing in your life that causes you to speak defeated words about yourself when the truth is the word of God says you are his righteousness. And that if you are his righteousness, that means no matter, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It cannot work because you are the righteousness of God. One of the additional things that begins to happen when you start to understand that you are a kingdom citizen, that you have dual citizenship, you are in the world, but not of the world, the systems that are dis deployed to assist you in living not only a productive life, but a righteous life, a life that is in right standing with God, in agreement with every single word that he says about you. Listen, a man is condemned according to his good sense. But one of twisted mind is despised. In other words, you, you have to understand that there is therefore now no condemnation. When you know that you've already gotten the past, that everything you think you could do is already covered under the blood, you start to open up your mouth. And instead of condemning yourself, you open your mouth and you declare the truth of God's word over your life. That in, he said, in his good sense. So my good sense says that because I am the righteousness of God, I have 100% heart blanche access to the truth of God's promises for my life. Because because I got good sense. I understand that not even the weapon of my own self, uh, uh, things that I've done in history and times past and something I might do tomorrow, one of them stupid thoughts, as long as I know I'm the righteousness of God, that thing can always change. I can always go right back to the principles, right back to the promises. And I know this bill ain't paid. I'm not really sure why all of that isn't working, but what, what I do know is this, everything I need, I have according to what's written in the word of God for me right? Uh, whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast. Now, this is a, lo a little bit different, y'all. Pardon this scripture, but this is talking about compassion. This is talking about having the capacity to be kind in spite of, right? But the mercy of the wicked is cruel. You could tell a whole bunch about a person on how they treat an animal or a pet. And clearly, if you treat animals and pets sucky, you treat people even worse. Um, whoever works in his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So in other words, you know, you got to do something to experience something else. There are certain things that we are responsible for in the earth, but this is what I love about kingdom principle is that because we are the righteousness of God, because there are promises and principles and precepts that we are absolutely positively um, have full access to, we don't toil like the world. We don't hustle. We, we, don't, we don't grind. Um, and the reason that I say that is because culture will tell you that you got to hustle to do X, Y, Z. You got to work 18 million gazillion hours to accomplish this and that. And I'm not saying that, that that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is it's not a mandatory thing. 
What we need will always come to us when we understand we are the righteousness of God. This Get this. Even when you don't understand it, even when you don't get it, God will absolutely not just make a way, um, but but God will, if you recognize it for what it is, and, and this is this is my confession, I had to recognize the power and the level of the overflow in which I have lived in, um, that because of the pain of the process of unlearning old systems that no longer serve me, unlearning uh, that that what I see is not always what it is. That's what faith is. Faith is blind. Faith is one of those things that if you would give yourself permission, if you would begin to believe God on a level that is um, for the world system, borderline crazy, y'all. And and if I, I just be honest, sometimes that I feel a little bit slow, but what I know for a fact is that every single thing that I need, God has always provided. Always. I'm going to jump down to, to 29 because, uh, no, to 20. Hold on one second. 12. I wrote it down. Oh, 13. It must be 13, 21. Um, but there, there are moments in time where you, for real, you begin to understand that all we ever have to do is believe God. All we ever have to do is believe God. It is imperative um, that in spite of, and it's something that you actually have to practice until that thing, as my grandma would say, until that thing catch. It is something. Uh, that you have to give yourself permission to agree with what God is saying about you in the heavens. Let me go to 26. 26 says, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. In, in other words, we are a light to someone's path. We may be um, the only Jesus that someone sees. We we may be the only thing that illuminates uh, the pathway and the footing for someone else. It is so important that you know who you are uh, as, as an individual. It is so important that you get that for real, you have the power to be a life change for somebody. But you got to get it. You got to learn how to walk. You got to learn how to walk in such a way that you're not stumbling. Some of us have been in the, the body of faith for years and years and years, and you still stumbling when you walk. We can't tell on Tuesdays and Saturdays if you believe God or not. Now, the mother days, you do all right, but catch you on the wrong day, and we're not going to know what side you're on, right? We got to get to a point where our walk is so consistent. That at any given moment, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, when you walk into a room, you impact it. Uh, when you go from this place to that place, everybody knows there's something different about you. They may not be able to put their finger on it, but they know without a shadow of a doubt, you're not regular. You're not average because at some point we recognize that these principles, 
These promises, these precepts, they are working for us. They are actually employed for us. All we ever have to do is agree. Once you start to agree with the truth of God's word and you are no longer living a double-minded life, you're oscillating between two worlds. On this day, uh, I love you, Jesus. On that day, is God real? On this day, is God, for you I'll live, for you I'll die. On that day, I, I don't think this is for me. Uh, on this day, we are saying, uh, God is my provider. And on that day, we crying and worrying about a bill. Which one are you? What kind of argument are you having in your mind that keeps you from literally operating in the fullness of joy that is promised? Sometimes, um, and, and now mind you, this is a process. I, I didn't just wake up one morning and be like, I believe God. No, that's not how that works. Whatever process you are in in this moment, you, you get to a certain place, like for real, Sometimes I'll be like, is something the matter with me, honey? Because I'm so unbothered. I have been through so much, honey, when stuff happened, I just say, uh, all right, well, we just don't deal with that, you know, however we're going to deal with that. But but worrying, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really worried about any of it. And it's, it's not an easy place to get to, but it's a dedicated mindset to for real. All things work together for the good of them that love him and are the cause according to his purposes. I want to tell you this morning that for real, you are the cause. I dare you to practice being unbothered. I dare you to practice knowing that you are the righteousness of God and every single thing he wants to get to you, he don't need your help. He could change your whole entire situation in one second. In the blink of an eye, everything could be different. As soon as you start to realize for real that you are an ambassador with Christ, that you are seated in heavenly places, high above principalities. Even your own self-demons can keep you from accessing the throne of grace. And when you get to a certain point, I'm telling you, he'll start showing you things that you're supposed to dismantle according to these Proverbs scriptures. He'll start showing you and helping you identify the places in your heart that you're still stuck. It doesn't change your righteousness, but what it does do is give you access to how to pray. That's why it's important that you read your word. That's why it's important that on these fast days, you don't pussyfoot and uh, fast from Facebook. Honey, that's not no help. That's just you not getting on Facebook on Wednesday. Right? When you really, really, really want to get to a place where things don't bother you, where things are not overtaking you, where you can't concentrate and you can't focus, uh, you will for real do whatever it takes to get to the throne of grace so that God can reset that thing in you so that you're not limping anymore, so that you have a stride in kingdom living, so that you have a confidence that doesn't have anything to do with how talented or how smart or how gifted or how many years you went to school or how many degrees you got. Child, God don't care about none of that. 
He will use every single thing that you are. He will break religion and tradition and the idea of just being a churchgoer. He'll break all of that stuff so that you can live from a place of freedom that suffers no lack, that even the things that are missing, you don't even miss them. I'm telling you, there is a switch that gets hit in your heart, in your mind, when you just begin to declare what the Word of God says about you, when you start to believe it for you, not for everybody else, for you. This is you versus you. If you change your thinking, I promise on everything that's dear to me, you will change your life. I don't care what happens. It's not that bad. It's, it's fine. If you ain't dead, if you survived it, child, it's not really a big deal. I don't care what it is. Okay, I'm way over time. Um, but I, I feel like if, if you would just hear what I'm saying this morning, like for real, not super deep, not heck of religious, for real, you, yep, you, 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 you. I don't care what your challenge is, right? If it's fornication, when you start to realize that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, man, I'm not, I'm not, we're not doing that because <laughs> it, it, it becomes we, right? Especially for the sake of the anointing, of being able to walk in a room for real and demons get to get nervous. See, I, I want demons to be frustrated when they see me coming. I disagree with God, Right? It's not like my flesh ain't alive, but I have the authority over my flesh. Like, no, we're not doing none of that. We we way too far in the game. We ain't turning around. We ain't going back to what we used to do. That's a little slow. If it's overeating, like for real, by the time it's all said and done and uh, uh uh, you end up having to take medication or being on crutches and a walker. And I know I say this a lot. I say it on purpose because is not holiness and is not stewarding your body for real. Doesn't it have something to do with what we put in our bodies? Like for real, y'all, seriously. Self-inflicted wounds. There are certain things that we are responsible for to live a healthy, well, and whole life and to be able to execute all that God put down on the inside of you. We got to steward our lives better, right? It means that them little white lies, you you just stop telling them because they lead to other stuff. I'm the righteousness of God. I ain't got a lot of you. You ain't got to like me. I don't need your approval. The only time you tell a bunch of lies is, is if you're trying to please people because who you ain't got nowhere to put me, child. I don't got a lot of, I don't have a lot of kicking. Okay, I'm shutting up. It's, uh, this is the time that we have set aside for those that may have joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Now is absolutely your time. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Mr. Lisa. Hey, hey, great, great decoration. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. Good morning, happy. Great. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Great declaration. It's Krishanda. Hey, good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. Morning. This is Al. Great declaration. Hey. Hey, Al. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tracy. Excellent declaration. Hey, Tracy girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Kenya. Fire, fire, fire. Hey, Tasha. Hey, Kenya. Good morning. 
Good morning, it's Monica. Great declaration. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Lucille. Thank you. Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Great declaration. Hey, Gloria, good morning. Hey. Good morning, beautiful. It's kind Kim. Thank you for your declaration. Love you. Well, hey, Kai Kim, good to hear your voice this morning. Great morning. Yeah, be praised. Good morning, sisters. This is Kat. Great declaration. Hey, Sugarfoot. Good morning. Good morning. It's Pat. Hey, good morning. This is Kat. Hey, good morning, Patsy. Who else? Oh, this was Kedra saying that I'm really unbothered sleeping in this church basement on the cot because I was at the bus stop. Hey, glory for the cot. <laughs> Good morning, this is Jubilant. I so appreciate you allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. This, that was a beautiful decoration. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning. It's persistent. Love the word. Great declaration. Thank you for making it plain. <laughs> hey, man. Good morning. Yo, yo, yo. Hard at work. Hey, man. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. This is Marv. I enjoyed the word this morning. Hey, man. Good morning, Marv. Morning, being Shell. If you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> Good morning, Shell. Good morning. This is Georgia. Georgia. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. This is Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline. Good morning. Hey, D. I ain't putting hey, around. It's all good. <laughs> hey, D. And who else was that? Christina. Hi, Nina. Morning. Good morning, Team Diamond in the back. Sunroof top. Anybody else? Good morning, this is Tenacious T, the two of us, I know. Thank you for that declaration. I really needed it this morning, and I appreciate your devotion to the work, because that's what I'm going to be in today. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Glad to have you this morning. Anybody else? Can you hear me? Not barely. Good morning, it's Moxie. Hey, Moxie, you muffled, but good morning. Okay. Amen. Um, we we can walk right into love, life, and victory. Um, and and I think it's it's really important that we understand for real. Um, some of us are waiting for um, God to just, by osmosis, change things. I promise you, if you start working on your mind, 
for real, like seriously, if you start working on engaging your thought process with the promises, this this is the problem. You got to read it for real. You got to and meditate on it. And after a while, you start to embody it. And and after you start to embody it, what you'll notice is that he will give you experiences where the word itself starts to come alive in you. And you have moments where you'd be like, ooh, this is uh, Proverbs, the first chapter, the 23rd verse. This is it right here. I'm standing in it. And it becomes experiential. Experiences are easy to apply to our lives. And when you start to look back over your life and all the things that you may still be holding people and yourself hostage to, listen, that thing didn't come to kill you. That thing came to refine who you are in Christ. You overcame. If you're still alive, you win it. Like for real. I say this all the time. If you're still here, it means that God still has a work for you to do. It means that there's something in you that somebody needs that all you have to do is believe what he said about you. And everything changes. But it's up to you. For real, it's up to you. You you are in control of how you process what he's already said about who you are. You are in complete control of it. Nobody else. You. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anybody? Good morning, Dion. It's Kenya. Um, okay. We all know my struggles. Hey, hey, hey. Um, right now I've been struggling with pride and vulnerability. Um, Elsie came up this weekend, and I had been struggling financially and she sat me down, and I did something for the first time that I ain't did in years, and she sat me down and did my budget. And I really had to open up and be serious about what I was spending and how I'm spending it. And it took a lot for me to be that vulnerable with someone, period. And she did it, and we did it, and I felt like I just, it was just like a big relief to know where I'm spending, what I got to relax on, and just how to move my money a little bit, because I've never really been good with money management. but. Things are changing, and I'm changing my mindset with saying that. Um, And then I was telling her that I was having a problem getting back in my word. Like, I couldn't focus on nothing. And all I keep on hearing from throughout the whole time you're talking to right now when I'm talking is a Proverbs a day. So that's what I'm about to start with this morning, a Proverbs a day, and I'm going to get back in my word so I can just focus a little bit better. And just, just praising him throughout the whole process is what I've been trying to do, so. I want to thank everybody on the call, and Elsie, a big shout-out to you. Thank you so much, sis. I love you. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. See, that's that's what relationship does, right? <laughs> Life-altering, if you let it be. If you let it be, that whole entire part. Yeah, if you let it be, it's life-changing. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Relationship is such a blessing. I am so, 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 so psyched that I am who God says I am. I can do That's what God right. says I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm a scribe. I'm a prophetic warrior. And nothing, no demon in hell, God's not going to let no demon in hell stop me from being who he made me to be. 
And I thank mm-hmm. God for that. And I thank God for you, big sis. Love you much. I'm going back on Amen. mute. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Hey. Hey. Um, so since you were talking about our relationship with ourselves and how that can be radical, one of the things that I'm learning and you even touched on it today, is that we don't have to know the end result, even in our own process. Um, that, that that book you're making us read, it, it, he says, James Clear says, you can't get attached to one version of your identity because progress requires unlearning. Um, that also means forgiving the old identity and the mistakes the old identity made and not holding yourself hostage in your own relationship. So... I thank you for just pushing us to continue um, becoming all that God called us to be, which means not being comfortable in one state of who we are in the present. So thank you. It's super important that upgrades are continual. Hello. Hey, good morning, sis. Can you hear me now? Do I sound a little better? I can, Ma. Go ahead. <laughs> God. No, um, God is so good. What, you are an amazing woman. And what I'm so grateful for who you are and how one thing you've always done, and I, I just was thinking about that, is the identity, how you continue to push and remind me, let me speak for myself, you know, of, of, of my identity, you know, how you bring in, in all your declarations. I noticed that you always remind and bring us to remember who we are and whose we are and I just love you for that because it just it just helps me in in my walk so I just want to say thank you so much just love you I love you amen love you too sis whole bunch yeah love you too so Dion yeah <laughs> this glorious again okay. you know what this whole this whole thing about being able to, um, or being being honest and clear, because you know we can get. Cl- I got clouded. I'm gonna talk about glory. Not just clouded. I was like dense, opaque um, about my own relationship with me, and didn't realize it wasn't that anybody else did anything, but it, that I, I I had painted myself into a corner about my own relationship with me based on false narratives, not knowing my real identity. And I'm I'm I just I'm like blown. Excited, happy, joyful, grateful to God, but realizing that so many times in our church ladies we walk around in that. I walked around in that. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm tight. And you just said uh, that upgrades are necessary. We spend a lot of time upgrading everything else, but not looking at the upgrades in our own identity, our own personality, our own of who God made us to be. Not understanding that there there are actual upgrades going on all the time, that God's drawing us closer so that we can know more and more of him and become more and more realized of ourselves in him. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going back on mute. 
Ain't that something, honey, when one little thing can change and it will change everything. It will change every outcome. It will change how you look at stuff. It will change how you feel. It will change how you treat yourself. It will change what you give yourself permission to, to take or to subject yourself to. One little mind shift, one, one little step further in being honest with you about where you are, what you're dealing with, what you opening yourself up to, all we ever have to do is change our mind, like for real, like seriously. Nothing is happening to you, nothing. Everything is happening for you. Believe it or not, everything is employed to serve you. Go ahead. That's good, Dion, because, like, it's a Proverbs, too, where they say a man plans his way, but God directs his step. And I'm going to use an I statement myself. I planned on coming to this church basement because I want this, 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 and that, that to happen. But because God ordered my steps, different things was happening. Somebody walked to me and asked me if I had some oil, some, oil, some anointing oil. You know, and these are, you know, we all come from different walks of life. So I'm just grateful that. Um, that I plan my way, but God orders my steps when my mind is being changed. Amen. Just keep going. Hello? I know how to come back on. You know why I keep on thinking about this? Was you about to say something? I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. The the verse that you had um, came from Proverbs. What was it again? Um, I used 12. Okay, that first one when you had said, I think it was the um, first um, one about um, um, obedience. You know, if we don't, I think you said something about um, not being obedient is ignorant or something like that. Well, how did it go? I'll I, I read it to you. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, when he called, when when he called <laughs> us stupid. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That he said. He says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof or correction is stupid. Man. <laughs> I am so grateful that he, that, that I used to be stupid, okay? Because I really didn't. I mean, when I tell you, as soon as I heard somebody say, oh, you got to do it this way, my first mind was, nope, I'm going to think of doing it my way. And, you know, it was just so ignorant. <laughs> God help listen. is good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, God, listen. So <laughs> listen. Go ahead. Hey, so. No, no, I'm done. I just, that, that keeps sticking with me right now. I just had to bring that back. Um, You know, I'm saying, so obedience. And, you know, I, I always wanted to pick and choose of what I wanted to do. Like, remember when I spoke about the order and the, the obedience, it was the two that I kept on saying, okay, okay, I come back to you. Okay? <laughs> I come back yeah. to you. You know, but God is so good that he down is, 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 I'm not being ignorant and I understand, you know, and it's, it's different. It's just so different to be able to be obedient and to also know, you know, that I'm not being ignorant, you know, and that, you know, as far as the knowledge and, you know, applying the wisdom, like learning how to do those things in my walk, it has truly changed, has truly, truly changed um, my perspective for sure, for sure. 
but just Amen. how you brought that word of of how we can um be able to identify ourselves in the proverbs and things like that i'm excited to be able to um experience that you know what i mean amen i do i do Didi, go ahead I was like, my sister, my finish. I was just laughing when you um you said so much. So thank you, because I show been in a stuck place and all just all across the board. But when you said God's plan don't need my assistance, well that's what I got out of it. And then when you took us to Proverbs and you read that version that says, "Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid or ignorant or however whatever word you want to use." It's so factual because doesn't matter how much and, and hope nobody gets offended, but I'm learning too. Church is church. You can go to church every day of the week, stay there for all the classes, all the sermons, but until you really um, humble yourself and understand correction and understand what the word says, and I'm so glad you so, said to do Proverbs and really study, read the word, know the word, listen to the word, because sometimes people can't read it, so you know, play it so it can get in your system, but to actually do it like you said, we some people, me too, are wait there are things that we are waiting for God to do and He's already given us everything that we need. And like you said, why are we worried about stuff to be unbothered? Me right now, sis and family, is so many things like this attack that I've been under, probably since the end of January, I never with everything else I've been through and I almost even now I still have days when I don't wanna be bothered with myself, but I'm grateful for radical relationships because it ties everything in to give me a better understanding as to what is happening so that I'm not freaking out or, you know, sliding down a wall or just not going back and applying God's word. And then because I am close to you and I've, I've, I've been able to really see how real it is, because some people probably think some of the stuff that you share, you make it up, but you don't. I mean, it's like, I don't want none of her stuff, Lord. I'm a, I'm an intercessor. I'm a pray when I'm going to be there. But it's real that we really got to not be ignorant, right? Don't be pussyfooting around. Don't be playing because this here thing is real. So I just want to thank you for reminding me today that God's plans don't need my assistance. God is God all by himself. And however he decides to move me, not move me, take away it, whatever that I can't be, I got to be unbothered. And by opinions and comparison, and that's another thing. I don't know nobody else is doing this. I'm 54, and there are some places or some – I just thought I would be diff, a, a different place in my life after 30 years of working for a company, and the enemies had almost got me in my head. So this morning's message, Dion, was just another reminder for me to not – to be unbothered. And um, thank you. That's all I want to say. And, de, and our girl from Every Day is a Gift, Cindy, Cindy gave me a word last year that is still good. Love you. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Hey. Hey, Dion. <laughs> Good morning. Um, Good morning. Um, as I was sitting here at the Spirit Fail this morning um, when um, Tanya was praying, it was just amazing. Um, and as you begin to declare, I just, uh, Proverbs 19, 20, and 21 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy later end. 21 says, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. I thank God for your declaration. I thank God for you for being not just um, midwife, but radical midwife. And for me, that means taking <laughs> taking a sister uh, by the head in the headlock. And what, did, did you 
Did you see the word? Did, let me walk you over here since you can't go. Willingly, let me just take you, put you in the headlock. But that's your radicalness in the Lord. Um, taking nothing, um, all the, the debris and all the other stuff that don't really matter to get you to a point where the word of the Lord stands. So um, I just appreciate you. I appreciate it. And it's not just, you know, the, the, the I'm going to say that thing that we talk about. I'm talking about it's everything concerning you, the that relationship. So I'm thankful and grateful for the relationship <laughs> that we have. It's harsh, but I appreciate it. Um, you and lady don't let me, um, what's the word? You, you just don't let me, uh, um, as lady would say, be a bottom feeder when you know that there's so much more, it's, it's, it's a lot, um, you know, uh, no explanation needed to anyone else, but you two know. So I appreciate that. And just the Holy Spirit just reminded me how, um, just how blessed I am just to be able to come from, you know, situations and, and that stuff to be, for stupid to be broken off of you. And stupid is not just being stupid and things, it's just being stupid and ignorant to things that you know that there's so much more and so much more in him. So to God be the glory. I love you, big sis. Amen. I'll be praying. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. Hey. Um, I just wanted to say from hearing everybody and hearing your declaration, I'm going from the why me to the why not me. Right. Five years ago. I was like going from why is this happening? Why is my marriage breaking? Why is this? But it's I've grown so much. You have from this process, <laughs> and I'm like, it's amazing to go full fledged circle. It's crazy. Um, I spoke to uh, my brother in law yesterday about everything that happened five years ago, and say that I forgive. I love you and just cherish you in every aspect of the way. And to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to guide me in my words has been amazing. And this walk has been a blessing. So I was like, man, why not me? Why not do this transition? Why not change my mindset? My whole walk just crazy. So it's been a blessing. <laughs> Well, listen, your sound is so different. It sounds weird almost. <laughs> you sound like a whole different person. This is this is what just came to mind, and, and only mothers will understand what this means. Um, after you have a baby, I don't care how long the labor was. It's not, it's not that you forget it, but the pain of the process is mm. almost eliminated once the baby actually arrives. Um, and and really, you don't even trip off of the contractions. You don't trip off of how many pushes it took. You don't trip off of much of any of it. It's really, it's like it happened, but it didn't. Um, that's what happens when you, for real, give yourself permission uh, to embrace the pain of the process, because whatever that pain is, it's really chasing something away that would hurt you far worse in the long run. So I just want to encourage each of you, um, listening, don't let the pain of the process, <laughs> you know what, Sabrina, the, the pain of the process keep you from appreciating 
um, the outcomes. Like, for real, because I went through a, (laughs) listen, the stuff that I went through, abnormal. Not no normal stuff by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know anybody who would want to go through the things that I did. Um, and that's that's just real talk, no chaser. Hard. But it also has much to do with the things that I'm called to do. Right? It has much to do with the, the things that I learned how to um how to adapt to to survive. Right? My survival skills were a fool. Right, but they were things that I employed to keep myself safe when I was never really even in danger. I was just on my way to my purpose. But fear, right, which opposes the truth of who and what God says we are, fear will make you employ devices to keep yourself safe from something that was never really harmful. It's completely up to you to dismantle those systems. Nobody can do it for you. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, this is Sonia, Diamond in the Back. So, very transparent moment. I'm going to just say this. Um, When COVID came in, I was homeless, living in somebody else's house, sleeping on the floor. Um, they put me out <laughs> and I ended up not knowing where I could stay. I couldn't stay at my parents' house. So I ended up staying in a hotel from August until December of 2020. Still working, had a job, but was paying that out. And I was also going through the process of credit repair. And during that time, that's when me and the good Lord, we had good, we have good conversation. And when he was telling me, you need to repair your credit and get yourself straight. And then he spoke to me, he said, this credit repair is just not a credit repair of your finances. It's a credit repair of your integrity and you to find out who you really are, of who you are and get detached and get back reattached to me. And when you said something about dual citizenship, that got me because it really made me think about my birth certificate, where my birth is, and what my birth certificate speaks to, and how many I really truly have. Um, when it comes to credit repair, it really means more to me than anything else because it's about who he says I am and the integrity. And you said you said something about how you walk, about how you stu- what stewardship is. It's about what you take into your body. But even what you read, what you hear, what you listen to, what you speak. Today, I'm not who I was a couple years ago. I can say right now, I laugh more. I smile more. And I could tell that I have grown up different. And I love everything about the person who I am becoming even more. My steps are so self-assured even more because of who I live and walk and breathe for who I seek after. I don't lean on other people like I used to. I don't go to people like I used to. I go to him first. 
he's my strength. He's my everything. That's why I love him so much even more. And I thank Declare Victory because if it had been for Declare Victory and y'all reaching out to me, oh, I'd be out to lunch. Amen. Credit repair is a lot. Amen. 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 I get it. Listen, I remember a time my credit score was 435. I didn't even know they could go that low. And it wasn't nothing I could do about it. <laughs> Literally, 435. I was like, is this a re-? Now, this is from somebody who carried no less than a 750 credit score. Usually lingered around about 800. But my credit score was 435. I thought I was going to absolutely die. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, but the restoration process. Hallelujah. It's not 435 at all anymore. <laughs> and that and that happened without a job. You hear me? Anybody else? Amen. Um I look we we already know I ain't going to beat no dead horse at all. We will um anybody have anything? I'll give one last call. Otherwise, it's seven forty-four. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Um. I'm. I promise you, I won't be long. This is for the you, you fine. I was sitting here listening to everyone, and um, I'm thinking, you know, Dion, and this it it does pertain to the lesson, but not really necessarily. It's just it just came in my heart. God has to have a sense of humor. He has to deal with us. We go through life and we worry about this, that, and the other. And we do be out, do without because we have not because we ask not. And we when we ask, we do not ask in faith, believing. We've got to trust God and we've got to open up our pocketbooks. And I know i got to do better about opening up the pocketbook and trusting God. But sometimes I wonder if he don't just stand there or sit there and scratch his head and ask his father, are they all crazy? What is wrong with my people? (laughs) And sometimes I believe he just sit and laugh at us. I'm sure. Because he makes... Exactly. He knows that... We in our hearts of heart, we know that we have to go to him and trust him and not look for our families, our children, our mothers and fathers. We can't look to them because they're not our God. They're not our God. He's our God. He told us that he would provide for us. He didn't tell us that he would have our family members to provide for us. I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day, and we were talking about some things. And I told her, look, baby, you're not everybody's God, not even mine. (laughs) You cannot take this job. If we would learn to step out on faith, we would be surprised at the things that are available to us through him if we would go to him, 
trust him and obey him and walk in his word and reach out to him because he already knows. He just wants us to ask. And I'm uh-huh. shutting up and getting on mute because I'm not going to get emotional. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Listen, it, it it makes a difference when when you. I'm telling you, it's it's almost like something clicks. Um, I I can't even really explain it, but I do promise you this: the more you spend time in your Word, the more you spend time in prayer and worship, the more you start to experience fullness. Like sometimes I have so much joy, I borderline feel guilty. (laughs) I can just start talking about, for real, the fact that he kept my mind through all the things that I went through. I can't even believe it because I could have lost my mind. I could have snapped out and went went on and checked out and quit in the middle of the process. And people would have been like, yeah, she she probably needed to check out. For real. Like, I would have got a pass. It was so. It was so. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, um, having watched, this is Tanya, not Tanya. Having watched our lives, having watched your life, I can attest to seeing the difference and thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, she's not worried. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And she really meant it. One thing about her, she ain't going to lie. Uh, and so watching the transformation up close has been amazing. So for the, you, you gave a great analogy about um, childbirth, uh, labor, and then childbirth. You gave a great analogy. But for the people who cannot, uh, and that's scriptural, actually, it's a, I think it's in Matthews. I think Jesus talks about it. But um, it, when, when I thought about that, for the people that cannot relate to childbirth, um, I, I don't like roller coasters. And um, Carl loved roller coasters. Like, he, it, he would arrive at the amusement park. His, his system was arrive early. So you don't have to wait in a long, long line. You know, you can put them and, and hit the major, really, really super duper scary to me, roller coasters, because you can avoid the lines. A couple of times I was brave enough to go with him. And then after a while I said, listen, I'm not going. I'll wait in line with you and then I'll go sit down. You go. I'm not going. It's too much. It's using too much adrenaline for something that I don't enjoy. But here's my point. So I remember being scared out of my wits. Um, but still, you know, I'm going to get over it. Like, why are you afraid of ride? Um, and so I go on the ride. You know, it, it, I, I, I discovered that if I scream as loud as I could, it prevented my stomach from leaving as often. So my point is, is that after the ride was over, though, realizing, oh, man, it, it wasn't even that bad. I had worked. I had psyched myself up to talk about how afraid I was going to be how it's going to feel, you know, what if this happens, what if that happens, but, you know, once, and then the ride was like maybe, I don't know, 15 seconds, right, the worst part of it or whatever. My my point is, is that when you, so so you have that relief, like, oh, my God, you want to go again? Uh-uh, but <laughs> here's my point. <laughs> here's my point. The, 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 when you get to the other side of worry, 
uh, it, it feels kind of like that. All this time I was worried about that and all I had to do was trust. Now I get it. Oh, my God. I can exhale and relax. That's kind of also, if you could relate that way, it might help you understand. Um, I can I can identify with being at a place where, yeah, no, I'm not going to worry about that or I'm not going to worry about what they did. You know, they did it, they didn't, or they, they you know, whatever it is, what it is. I can't change it. I can't change them. I'm just going to move forward and keep working on Tanya. I think that also part of the, um, part of the, is not wanting to do the work. We just prefer, literally, we just prefer that we get what we get through osmosis, right? Um, I, me, me, I would prefer not to do the work because sometimes the work is painful. Sometimes the work causes me to perspire profusely. Sometimes the work means that I'm sore. Sometimes the work is that I got to shut up and I really, really, really want to let somebody know um, how they, I really want to check them and put them in their place. And I don't even have to cuss because I'm not a very good cusser. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the work is, sometimes the work is giving to the degree where it hurts and you feel like, oh man, that, oh, that hurt. Uh, and then getting to the point where it doesn't hurt anymore. Um, sometimes the work is um, just being, making a sacrifice and turning off the devices, whatever they are, and getting in your word and pressing past that point of, I don't, oh, this doesn't, like I'm not making a connection and making a decision, I'm going to stay right here on my knees, on my face, on this couch, wherever I am, until God, I need an answer. And I'm going to come back tomorrow. And, and sometimes God will allow us, even on a fast. I just completed another fast. Uh, and for the first two days of that extended fast, I heard nothing. Do you uh -huh. hear me? But making a decision, I know, listen, I'm not, not eating because I don't have nothing better to do. I know you directed me on the third day. You talk about the clarity. And it's not always a matter of the day. So now I feel like I'm rambling, but let me rein it back in. Um. For some people, and I'm just, I'm going to call these people out today because that's what I feel in my spirit. There are people on this line who have absolutely done the work. Many of you have. Uh, but when I, when Elsie started to speak, I was like, who is that lady? And I was like, right. oh, my, oh my God, that's Elsie. To hear Kenya say that Elsie came up and helped her, Elsie became the mentor. That, oh my God, that made my, I'm a soul. Elsie, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. Because I remember when you first started calling, and I was like, man, I just hope she keeps coming back. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know the transformation that was taking place. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you in Kenya, your transparency and you living out loud. You, you are younger women that are going to be able to teach the generations that I will never be able to perhaps impact. And then when I hear, when I listen to Mama Leomia, who talked, who spoke so clearly this morning, listen, I don't ever want you to say, I don't say the right thing. Yes, you do. I hang on everything that you say. I love hearing you speak. I love seeing you transform right before our eyes. You, you are not so seasoned in years you're not willing to change, which lets me know change is possible if you're hungry, not hungry, if you're hungry enough. I'm so excited. Yes, God has a 
sense of humor. You cannot pay me. You cannot pay me to believe that he don't. I believe that God bends over. I believe that sometimes we have him laughing so hard that he be crying. I believe that he be me slapping laughing. I believe that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit high five each other and be like, oh my. I don't think they say, oh my God, because he is God. I don't know what they say, but I believe they have a good time looking at their children. And I mm-hmm. believe I'm that sure they, 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 they stick their chest out. And they pop their collar or pop their suspenders and say, see, I told you. Okay, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah, honey, that's all I got is yeah, honey. That, okay, so this is Kat. What, I, girl, what? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a, look, I, I, you know, I was just sitting here listening, really listening. And, um asking God, what is it? What is it? I already know what it is. It's just about doing, you know, putting God in a box, moving around, doing stuff the way I want to, and all that stuff is not working at all. (laughs) At all. So uh, what I got was three pointers to read the Word of God, meditate on it, meditate on it, Cause you know you read it, you get it, hey, hey, give you a little joy, you go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sit mm-hmm. there, meditate on it, believe that thing for myself, and allow God to have His way. You know, step out on faith. Faith without work is dead. All that stuff I know, but doing it is is where I'm at right now. I need to do. I need to do. Meditate more, read more, more, more than I do, and believe for myself. So thanks for your declaration, sis. I love you. You walk me through it clearly. I'm going to go back and listen to it again because you know me, I always got to listen again. (laughs) I love you. Thank you for your declaration. Amen. And, and and the reality, y'all, is if you don't employ the principles for real, like if you don't, if you're not willing to do the work and you just sit and thinking something is going to change by osmosis, your bad, nothing changes until something changes. If you want a different outcome, you got to use a different method. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, you are that first verse in Proverbs. An undisciplined life will never produce disciplined outcomes. If you if you want something to be different, period. You gotta do something different. Like there's not a middle to this. You got to do what's necessary to experience the outcome you say you want. You know, we we play a lot of games. You know, we high side and say we want this, we want that, but you're not willing to do the work. If you don't drive and you never practice on the road, and somebody just give you some keys, you you're not gonna just get in the car and just drive. Like if you want to roller skate. 
You can't just learn how to roller skate without putting some on. You put them suckers on, you better have something to hold on to, right? And so reading the word, it's, it's, we ain't trying to tell you what to do. Don't read it. That's all right with your raggedy life and all your, your whining and crying. Go ahead. If that works for you, knock yourself out. I'm not living no defeated life when I got access to all things working in my favor. That's oxymoronic, and it's absolutely up to you if you want to change it. Changing it is a decision. That's all. Amen. Anybody Amen. else before we go? Yeah. Right. This is beloved Barb. I just wanted to shout out Elsie. I remember when she first came on. I am just so excited and elated for her uh, in the way of her change. I mean, her and and Kendra connecting the communities that we have and, and supporting each other. It is just really mind blowing. I'm so happy for you. I just wanted to say that and you guys have a wonderful, amazing day. You too. It made you feel good inside yourself. Go on, Bye. All right, girlfriend. Well, I'm glad you loved the word this morning and it made you feel good inside yourself. I know you about to go to work, ain't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you literally, right when you say you about to go to work, the other line just said boop, and it reads, he's Bay Paratransit. Ah. <laughs> Take that up literally. <laughs> I love you, Vaughn. Have a good day, girlfriend. <laughs> I love it. I love her sound. Amen. Um, right before we go, there is prayer for the children tonight. Christina Joy will be leading it. If you are a parent, if you have grandchildren, children, whatsoever, uh, tonight, I believe at 6 or 6.30, I'm not positive exactly what time, I think it's 6, um, you can jump on the line. Um, Christina, who is a mother of two young baby girls, um, prayer for our children is absolutely essential. The beautiful thing is God is going to be God uh, whether or not we jump on this call, but it's always good to partner in prayer for outcomes for our children and uh, that they won't be subject to all the things that we've gone through. You can also join us at 5 p.m. after the fast. Don't forget today, be a servant while you are out in the world. Uh, demonstrate love and light. Let somebody see Jesus through your life on today. Again, we'll meet right back here at 5 just to um, corporately join together and seal our fast with prayer. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm not sure, uh, Gloria, if there's Archer Circle tonight. If so, it'll be at 7 p.m., um, and that's on Zoom. Same number, different platform, 707-605-0570. I pray that um, the you versus you outcome in this season starts to yield greater fruit. Elsie, we are extremely proud of you, honey. You've been putting this thing in action. You went from pity to power. And it is evident. Kenya, keep going. 
I'm excited, y'all. I don't know what's happening, but whatever it is, I'm with it, Jesus. What we doing? <laughs> I love you guys. I promise God loves you more. Have an amazing, amazing day. Peace and blessings. Have an amazing day. Have a you too. Day. I love you guys. Love you all. Have a good day.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared It's time. 